It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Basketball Gold. Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello. Color analyst for the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers, former NBA head coach with the Hawks, Cavs, and Grizzlies. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. In 16 seasons as a head coach, Mike, you took 11 teams into the playoffs. Uh, That was good work. So you're very familiar with what coaches are going through right now, but but I'm not, and I wonder if if most folks are, and I would think no. Uh, You're thinking playoffs. You're gearing up for the playoffs. In the Cavaliers' situation, they have 10 games left. Most everybody's around that mark. If you think you're going to the playoffs – and you have 10 games left. How are you coaching your team right now, Mike? Are, are you worried about wins and losses? You're worried about positioning? Are you worried about having your guys in the in the right place physically and mentally? How do you approach the late stretch run when you know you're going to the playoffs? It's different, Jeff, for every team because of the circumstance that the team might be in. For some teams coming down the stretch, They're fighting to get out of the play-in and be part of the playoff. For other teams, they're fighting for top four so that they have home court advantage going into it. For other teams that know, and and this comes usually with lesser games remaining, like the five or six game mark uh, left in the season, they know that they're not going to go up and catch that team, and they're not going to fall back with this team. So that might be a time to either lessen minutes uh, you don't want to lose your last five or six in a row going into the playoffs, obviously. But at the same time, you may be bringing somebody or some bodies back that haven't played because of injury, because they've been out, mm. or new acquisitions at the trade deadline or beyond the trade deadline. Somebody who was bought out, he's out there, and now you go sign him and bring him into your team. You might want to get them playing time with the group so that You can count on them and rely on them come playoff time. So the circumstances are different. And I've been probably each one of those situations. And there are guys that every night go out and say, I'm approaching this. We want to win every game. We want to see the 50 win mark might not seem like a whole lot, but there might be bonuses in somebody's contract. And if they win 50 games, you get a bonus. Might be $10,000 bonus, $20,000 bonus. The guys who aren't making quite as much as the players are making, that 10, 20, 25, 30,000 dollars 
might mean something. So mm. without understanding everybody's exact situation, it's really hard to give a definitive answer. With rotations usually tightening up in the playoffs, Mike, did you find it was something that you needed to do, tighten the rotation before you get to the playoffs so that your team had a feel for what you were going to do come playoff time? Or was it better to let everybody play and, as you kind of mentioned, get some of those guys some rest before you get to the playoffs? Or is that, again, all circumstance-based? Well, you've got to keep your guys involved. you got to keep them interested. It's very hard to practice when you practice. And it's not very often nowadays that they practice. But when you have a practice, you want them engaged. You want them part of it. You want them listening. When they're sitting on the bench during the game, you want them paying attention in case that's the night God forbid someone gets injured and is out and you have to turn to them and say, go take so-and-so's place. And they're tuned in. They're locked in. They remember what the scatter report said. They remember what you're trying to do on certain situations. So to do that, it's like, you know, throwing that bone out there that I'm going to keep them in the rotation to keep them satisfied, to keep them occupied. But generally, depending on how many people you played and I don't think I ever got to the point during the regular season that we only played eight people. It may have happened certain times because of the circumstances, but I generally was a nine guy or 10 guy rotation uh, person. And now when you get to the playoffs, you have your meetings with players and everybody has to understand, Hey guys, there were things that we did during the regular season to get here that we may not be able to do the exact thing because of matchups. For example, we could play Cliff Levingson as a power forward, most of the regular season when I was in Atlanta against almost every team. When we played the Celtics, we couldn't play Cliff as that position because Mm. they would bring in Kevin McHale off the bench. And McHale, with the size difference, with his arm length, Cliff wasn't big enough to play him. So we got the playoff time, and we had to make an adjustment that Cliff wasn't going to get the minutes that he got during the playoffs versus Boston. If he got some minutes, maybe we throw him in for a couple minutes at the small forward position. But we still wanted Cliff's energy. We still wanted Cliff's involvement, his enthusiasm. But he had to understand why. And that's where I think communicating in the, in the locker room with your team becomes so important. With, uh, with players resting, Mike, and load management and all that stuff during the regular season, I, I think the answer to this thought is have your team where you want it. But as you head to the playoffs, is is playoff seating what it used to be? You know, I, I know you'd like to get that home court advantage and maybe have a better matchup against a given team. But I, I think a lot of NBA coaches and a lot of franchises all season long kind of gear up to have their team in a place physically, mentally where they want it by using load management and having their, their guys good to go as opposed to having the, the best possible seed you could you know, perhaps have, is that fair? And do you think that's accurate? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
I think having your players ready to go is the most important thing. If you have a healthy group, a healthy roster, then you have a chance. But I also will say that I would bet every coach going into the playoffs, he and his staff have said, let's try and avoid these guys because we have nobody that can guard that guy. I mean, there's nobody in our team is good enough to guard him. So, mm-hmm. therefore, we're going to have to start double teaming. We have to double team. Then they'll pass the ball. Then they'll swing it around. Then they'll get open threes. So, I think you look for, in whoever the opponent might be, you look for the one that you match up against the best. You know, we can play with these guys. We have somebody to match them up in each of the positions. I'm not worried about we're going to get destroyed in this one position. That's part of what goes into it also. The Cavaliers, Mike, as they're gearing up here for the playoffs, have had a really nice stretch the last four games out of Karis LeVert coming off the bench for two of those. He started two of those games. But Karis over the last four, as we speak now, 19.3 points a game, shooting 52%, which has been terrific. It's the first time this season that he has scored 15 or more points in four straight games. And, And what I love about it, he's been really efficient. He hasn't taken more than 14 shots in any of those four games and yet scored 15 or more in all four games. How crucial could he be come playoff time, Mike, for a team whose bench scoring has been way down this year, a team that doesn't have Kevin Love coming off that bench anymore, but here's Karras in money time in March really putting up some big numbers. Let's remind everyone that Karras LeVert was that guy starting in the backcourt with Darius Garland when Donovan Mitchell couldn't play in Boston, and all he did was score – was it 40 or 42 that particular Big night? night. His backcourt partner had four, the opposite. So together, combined, they had 82 points between the backcourt. Not a bad performance. So if a guy is capable of stepping in on the road against Boston and scoring that kind of a number, uh, you've got a pretty good guy, whether he's starting or coming off the bench, that you could turn to. And it's just great to see him down the back stretch in crunch time games stepping in and giving you four games of 15 or more points. That's impressive. I, I've always liked his game, Mike. And I I also like the fact that he had to, but seemed very willing to accept a situation because he was starting early on. And then the Cavs kind of decided, you know what? We, we really like you coming off the bench here. So we're going to start Donovan and Darius, which everybody knew, and, and then bring you in off the bench and turn you into hopefully instant scoring off the bench. That's Vinny Johnson. He t- they turned him into Vinny Johnson microwave. <laughs> Can he do that? Can he do that on a regular basis? I- I've always loved his game, Mike. Look, his game is very good. I saw him play in Brooklyn where he had nights of being spectacular. Uh, we've seen him have spectacular nights already here as a Cavalier. I just think it was a terrific pickup. I'm so happy he's the kind of person that he is, that he's willing to do what the team needs him to do, willing to play the role they need him to play, whether it be bringing the ball down the court, being the off guard, being the small forward along with uh, Garland and Donovan Mitchell. And that's what makes him even so special, more important that tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go guard that guy there and try and take him out of the game. I'll do the best I can. He's got the athleticism. He's got the length. He can make shots. He can put the ball on the floor. He's a willing passer. That's a pretty good prospect. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.